What's up, cats and kittens, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David Major. Some of you out there might call me DJM. What's up? Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing at DeltaJulietMike.com or wherever you may have found this little show. This is the show where we talk about Japanese things, cartoons, video games, all that stuff. And of course, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Count Jack Noir. What's up, Jackson? Okay! Oh man, what isn't up these days? Well, it's so good to be back. I'm very excited to get this underway, David. So am I, Jack. It's great to talk to you again. Big shout out to Colton for, for filling in on the last episode. Always bringing great things. Congratulations to him and all the, I love you, all man. of the, all of the success with Gintama. Congratulations to Colton. But Jack, this time around, we've got the full APOS crew and we have a guest joining us. This time on the anime podcast of some sort, you might have seen her fantastic work on YouTube or at her website, AnimeReviewerGirl.com. It's Shay, the anime reviewer girl herself. What's up, Shay? Thanks for coming on. Hi. I'm so excited. I, I just don't know what else to say. I'm so excited to be on here and able to talk with you guys. And it is an absolute pleasure having you on uh just a little bit for everyone the best thing about podcasting is you don't have to uh worry and picture us naked because for all (laughs) you know we already are no god (laughs) God, don't don't do that jack she she just (laughs) got in she just got in the door god can't you see him trying to (laughs) trying to trying to network here trying to build bridges i can't take you anywhere jeez god (laughs) Oh yeah, but we're blushing. <laughs> if you take, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, n- now that everybody's nice and relaxed, let's just jump into the cartoons. A uh, quick follow up on something we talked about on uh, a previous episode, uh, Jack. There was that whole thing about Dragon Ball Super, and uh, I had mentioned, hey. We really hadn't seen much about a Dragon Ball Super dub happening for a yeah. while. I mean, the movies got dubbed and released in theaters, but nothing about the actual series. Uh, until just not that long ago, uh, just saw this story on Crunchyroll just a couple of days ago to where Jason Douglas, the voice of Beerus, tweeted out a photo of him in what appeared to be a recording session with Beerus uh, on screen. And uh, he tweeted the words, uh, the writing is on the wall, and he's awakened. So, it looks like something might be happening with Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Shay, uh, are you like me and thinking that this was kind of long overdue? Yes, it's so it's super long overdue. Ever since Dragon Ball Z Super started, a lot of my coworkers at work and the people I know are watching it currently subtitled or raw. And I've been waiting for the dub for so long because I'm so used to the Dragon Ball Z dub voices that it's hard for me to watch them in Japanese. So this is long, long overdue, but I kind of suspected that it was going to take a long time considering how long a lot of times it takes for dubs to happen 
But I'm I'm excited for that because I can't wait to watch Dragon Ball Z Super. And I'm glad. Go ahead, Jack. I was just going to say, I think that there's a there's a word missing from that thesis of your Shay. I do I do agree with the statement overall, but I think it takes a while for quality dubs to happen. Yes, that I also agree with. Because some yes. ones that come out are terrible, and you're like, man, if they just would have waited a little bit longer, they would have been perfect. You know, we but... have these. Every every other day, I see oh, Funimation's got another one of those shows where the main character's helpless and he's not wearing any clothes, and neither are the ladies. And it's just your average. Here's Johnny Young Bush. Here's Greg. Uh, whatever you know, like the two guys, and then uh, Tara Strong. Chris Sabat's. I don't know. Chris Sabat's directing as, as the father. Yeah, there he goes. That and James Marquis not being funny. I'm sorry. Throwing shade as usual. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I think I think that you're absolutely right in saying it's a long time coming, you two. And I think this is a really good opportunity uh, because now, for the kind of kids who maybe aren't necessarily privy to uh, watching stuff in a foreign language or otherwise, or maybe people who are a little bit more of a casual anime fan and they want to watch that stuff on television without having to read it and watch the animation at the same time. Mm-hmm. My sympathies to these people, because I definitely agree. Uh, this will be a really nice gateway for people to be able to watch this, uh, and I can't wait to see it being broadcast. That's no doubt coming to Toonami. Yeah, I also agree that's going to be a gateway as well. Not only for new fans, but also old ones as well. Because I feel like, yeah, because it's, I mean, I mean, anybody that's watched Dragon Ball Z or even when, you know, Sailor Moon came back out with uh, Sailor Moon Crystal, it was so nostalgic for many of us to be able to watch a show that we watched as a kid and be able to watch it again or introduce someone else that we know to something that. That's old for us, but, you know, new for them. So that's definitely where and, I can see it coming from. And the great thing about Dragon Ball Super is that it is brand new material. It's not a remake. Yeah. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation with all new material. So that is going to make something for everybody to be really happy because Toonami is already airing Dragon Ball Z Kai. But as it progresses, it's going to be like, oh, hey, here's here's more Dragon Ball and Funimation and Toei Animation are going to make all the money and everybody's going to be happy, especially Jack and I, because Jack, I think you and I can officially take credit here at the anime podcast <laughs> of some sort for a first being officially the ones on the Internet to point out where is the Dragon Ball Super dub. We're the first ones to bring it up. I, I think that we can take credit for it. You're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. We, we're, <laughs> we're just looking out for all of you. We're looking out for you because we love you. But, yes, it was APOS. You're welcome. And, and now, we now let you... moving on, why don't you maybe go outside and spend a little time apart from your waifu? She can take it. She needs some space. Just looking out for you. Just out for you. It's, it's okay, but but Jack, that there's another one. That, yes, because we're we're two for two now <laughs> uh, in the the APOS predictions. Now, for those of you out there that are familiar with our previous show back on the old A3K network, uh, there was this little thing called the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure drinking game. 
to where any time JoJo was mentioned uh, on the podcast, uh, you would take a drink uh, of your choice. And by the way, everyone out there listening and uh, subscribing at home, th- this is the part where you are going to consume your beverage of choice. Because once again, Jack and I had been talking, uh, and Colton as well on, on the last episode, that eventually... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is going to end up on Toonami. Colton even mentioned that uh, Sean DeMarco, uh, sorry, Jason DeMarco at Adult Swim and Toonami had said that JoJo was one of the most requested shows to air on Toonami. And, well, it has officially been announced that JoJo will be getting a Toonami run. Everybody drink. You can thank APOS. We You're did welcome. it again because we love you. Confound these now, JoJo's. Whoa. They drive me to drink. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shay, I, I have been a a bit lukewarm on the JoJo's. Uh, okay. It's been evangelized to me. Um, have you checked out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Uh, what do you think of this? I have this not- franchise. I have not checked out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I know I've, oh my. I, I'm probably terrible that I have not checked out. Check this out. We're, we're both I've, terrible then. We're both terrible. <laughs> but I've heard of it. Like I've always came across it, whether it's online or if I'm in a store and I happen to you know come across anything. But I've always come across it, but I've never watched it. But when I heard it was coming on to Toonami and how big of a deal this was, I was like, wow, I think this is a show that a lot of people really – really wanted on Toonami, but I myself have not watched Toonami in months. Um, number one, because oh, <laughs> no, number one because I don't have a cable, so I'm not able to watch it. And then at one point, I kind of lost hope with Toonami. Well, I, one... Honestly, th- well, one, I will say they've really stepped up their game with the lineup these days. They've really stepped it up. Yeah. And two, as someone who has not totally dove in into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, when I realized that the cast of the show has my two favorite voice actors ever, both Richard Epcar and Jameson Price as part of the cast, yeah. this definitely swayed me in that direction. So mm-hmm. this is something that, yes, everyone, when it does air on Toonami... I will check out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I will check out the dub of it because these are a couple of my favorite voice actors ever. So I I am going to check out JoJo. I may or may not have a drink or two just to keep in (laughs) continuity with the drinking game. Uh, Would not be, would not be the first time I've watched Toonami after having imbibed. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But yes, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued i'm happy for the jojo fans i'm I'm happy for the ones that are very very passionate about this show and seeing it get a chance because that's how i was with mobile suit gundam iron blooded orphans which jack is now watching yes so i am and um with i'm happy for you guys with passion in mind david i'd like to kind of strike that reverse it if you will and have another go with with a new fresh face here, mm-hmm. uh, and in having a little bit more of a level headed uh, uh, pitch, if you will, for the JoJo, for the for the two of you perhaps, mm-hmm. but mostly for our for our good guest Shay here. 
<laughs> permission? Permission to speak, David? Permission granted, Jackson. Alrighty. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is something that a lot of people have a hard time lowering their voices to speak about. So I'm going to do my best here when we have a little bit more of a chilled atmosphere at uh, good old APOS. Because we're only an anime podcast of some sort, but we are the only anime podcast of this sort. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a highly detailed horror comedy kind of a mashup, which is not something that you see too often unless you're uh, kind of delving into the likes of Henry Selick and Tim Burton. But don't let those names scare you off, non-hot topic uh, dwellers. I'd like to present to you a really interesting, very strange, unique art style with very odd character designs that are not only unique, but spread across uh, a nice diversity for one another. You can always tell one character from another, whether you are uh, viewing the manga in black and white or if you're watching the show. And since this is the updated version of this classic running manga, it looks beautiful. They have an excellent crew with this animating, coloring, everything looks fantastic. And it spans over several, several parts, of which we are in the fourth part currently being uh, created. And uh, basically, we span across an epic vampire tale, uh, where it's a little bit more of uh, your Helsing variety, perhaps. Uh, You have extremely violent, evil, cruel men who would do anything, such as... um, upset the the happiness of their adopted brother and their father even go so far as to poison him uh you go into more uh insane things such as men who are living inside of rock pillars who are suddenly coming alive after all these years under the guise of uh the german possibly possibly fascist uh government kind of keeping an eye on them and all of a sudden they come alive All of this culminating to what most people consider the high point of the series so far, which is Stardust Crusaders, wherein everybody receives psychic powers that are unlike anything that anyone has ever seen in media, uh, comics, otherwise. Really strange things, and it only gets weirder and weirder from there. People shoot fingernails. People are magnetized. Uh, Not without making some excellent jokes and some really funny English the whole way. So if this is anything that sounds like kind of a clusterfuck, I, please forgive me, <laughs> but it really defies explanation. And I look forward to seeing it run on uh, Toonami, and I look forward to fans new and old and some newcomers. Welcome. All welcome. Now, you said horror company, Jack, mm-hmm. and the first thing that came to my mind was the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, mm. Let me ask you, um, is that a valid comparison? That's a good benchmark, honestly. I'd okay. say especially right. for, um, I'd say when they get into uh, Stardust Crusaders, especially, that's a really good benchmark. And if if you come in for your anime and you want to see some hippity hop in action and you want to have a, a good laugh at the same time, it's definitely up your alley. And I'm one of those kind of people... I'll say it right now. I'm one of those pretentious uh, wit, uh, halfwits who enjoyed Swiss Army Man because I came in ha- uh, looking forward to a unique experience and I left laughing about poop and also <laughs> weeping about a very tenuous, very vulnerable relationship. So 
you know, I'm I'm in it for the long haul, and I like kind of stuff like this that tonally is so weird that one episode you'll have a joke about this uh, this restroom where they use uh, sand that's been bleached in the sun for toilet paper because it's sterile, and they shout and scream in English because it's so funny and very painful, and it'll pan away, and then the next thing you know, people are dying. Main characters. People that you've mm. been with the whole time. Oh wow. It happens so it's so jarring, but it if you if you're there and you're present and you follow them, it's it's an epic journey. But it's a funny epic journey. And it can be a little unnerving. But it's everything and it's it's everything anime and also nothing like any anime I've ever seen. Except for those who are trying to be like this anime. Because let's face it, guys, there's a reason why there are a bunch of the little adorable Moe characters going around with these uh, black Japanese schoolboy caps with the spiked shoulders on their delinquent uniforms. They're all trying mm. to be the Joker. Mm. Joker. Ah. They all try. Got it. They're trying. It, it, goes, to, it goes to show you. Uh, don't reference a, a bad, a good movie in your bad movie kind of deal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of that kind of situation. But I think it just goes to show about how a, much of a classic it's kind of become. But I will also say that the art style can be a little bit strange to some. I think, David, that was one of your complaints initially. Not really it, for it everyone. Was more, it was more not so much the style of the art, but the... Emphasis on the word bizarre in JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. Um, there were quite a few moments of what I've seen in the anime that were a bit off-putting. Um, more in the uh, intentionally making the audience uncomfortable kind of way. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is kind of why I made the Evil Dead comparison. In that there are certain things that are done that are genuinely very unsettling um for for everyone out there that knows anything about the internet and gifs there's one particular gif from jojo's bizarre adventure i think we all know the one i'm talking about um and i found that to be rather off-putting so yeah the animation style of jojo's bizarre adventure as an anime was at times a bit off-putting but I will continue to go in with an open mind. And that's all that anyone can ask for you. All I'm anyone can ask. By this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely if, if there can by be, it. If there can be people who uh, will not refuse to send death threats to me for not wanting to watch Attack on Titan, uh, I, the least I can do is hopefully pass forward some kindness so they will stop. I don't think they will, but you know, it's, it's the internet who likes anime. That's the kind of strange corner that we mm-hmm. inhabit. Some yeah. can be pretty passionate, but um, I will pay forward some kindness that wasn't necessarily uh, bestowed onto me, and say if if you if you give it a shot, that's all that we can ask of you. And I hope you enjoy the ride. It's it's a bizarre adventure indeed. <laughs> so so, what do you say, Shay? Should should we check out JoJo's? I feel like we should. Cause, All right. Like I said before, sometimes there's a time of frame, there's a time frame where you try to watch an anime and it's, you're just not, you just can't get into it. But then later on, you might try and watch it again, and all of a sudden, it's like the best thing you've ever watched. I so agree. 
when it does air on Toonami, we will check out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime reviewer girl, and DJM. We'll check it out, and Jack, yep. somewhere down the line, we'll have to have Shay on again, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll recap oh, everything. Yeah. But in but in the meantime, we need to recap <laughs> something you talked about a few episodes ago, something that you had checked out, uh, a personal favorite of mine from a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, Steins Gate. Jack. Oh, love that show. Yes. Uh, My experience is a little bit different than the anime, as I played the visual novel. Oh, wow. Um, Yes. Uh, So recently, the uh, PS Vita released a little bit of a sale on their bestsellers for the the mid-month, or the mid-year, and they said, Hey, y'all like the weeb games, don't ya? Well, here's Steins Gate. And I said, well, it's $11. What can I do? I had some extra from <laughs> a gift card I purchased for um, credit towards the the PS uh, premium membership yeah. for its various perks and such. And uh, because I'm, I'm going whole hog with the whole Vita thing, I love it. I cherish it. I water it every day. I'm told that it's good for it, but it keeps sparking and screaming at me to stop, so I'm not sure. But that being said, I checked out the visual novel Steinsgate, which I believe was its source material. It was not a light novel or an anime. It was the visual novel first, correct? Yes, I think that's right. As far as we know? Alrighty. This was a remastered version um, with a really nice interface. It was really interesting. And the art was a little bit updated, I believe, with some nice textures and such. And uh, just kind of going over a a little basic synopsis for people. uh, Well, I'm doing that a lot tonight. Well, no problem. Um, You're following Hohin Koyama, or Okarin. And he's this uh, self-proclaimed mad scientist who... Uh, is paranoid and thinks that this organization with a capital O is looking for him and uh, going to take everything that he cares about. And they're, uh, everyone's under the control of this uh, organization, and they're part of the system with a capital S. And he's got these uh, little ragtag group of kids that kind of hang around him. They're all around in the age of 18, and they just kind of sit in their... A uh, little terrible little apartment, and one sews cosplay, one hacks computers, and uh, Ocarine just stands there and laughs evilly. And then they make a strange little machine uh, that unfreezes bananas. And it's not a microwave, it's some sort of a teleporter. And then next thing you know, it's all a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey. I'm not finishing that joke. Thank you. It was interesting. It was really interesting. Um, I'm not 100% done with my playthrough of it, being a completionist, as in addition to my fondness for running things speedily. Uh, I wanted to go through and see all the different types of uh, choices I could make. The thing that stands out to me for visual novel players, you do not choose uh, what you do action-wise throughout the game. You, much like the game Catherine, which came out uh uh, produced by Atlas, which I really enjoyed, um, you kind of base things around your cell phone. However, unlike Catherine, where it was kind of a choice that you could uh, go back and change if you wanted to, what they do is they give you texts, and you can choose to ignore them, you can read them, whatever you want, and then they have a list of uh, kind of hyperlinked words, and they're keywords, and if you click on one, then Ocarine, who you are playing as, will... Um, He'll 
create a text message that's kind of based around that idea loosely. And some of them are a little bit reaching and strange. Um, I, I don't think a lot of them really kind of went with that thought that I thought it was going to go. Like somebody said something about going to the store and the thing that he ended up putting in was, well, next time it's on me, but you should have thought better about fill in the blank. I went, okay, that's weird. That was not exactly where I thought you were going to take it at all. You could have just made this a different thing, like, um, you know, a different keyword or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, the most frustrating thing, uh, which is why I want to go back and play it again, is you don't get to go back and see what all your choices are. Once you pick a hyperlink, you are set in stone to uh, responding to it that way, unless you want to turn off your game. Uh, which is really frustrating to me because I'm not much of a save scummer these days. Ace Attorney has uh, conditioned me to do so, and then I kind of weaned myself off of it because I thought, that's not necessary, and it became so. But um, <clears throat> regardless, to, to folks who like that kind of a strange interface for things, if you like visual novels, this was definitely worth a checkout, and I really liked how the story went aside from the constant anime references, which I think kind of just really hammered at home how much nerds these guys were. This felt, the translation felt really interesting to me along the lines of, uh, they felt like the kind of, uh, they felt like the kind of, uh, nerds that I, uh, kind of have around me all the time because they were making jokes that seemed really similar. Like, um, uh, Daru, uh, the, the large fellow, the computer. Daru. Daru. Mm -hmm. He is, he is homeboy. I enjoyed uh, his character very a lot. Like, every once in a while, he just had the show-stopping line in a scene. For instance, um, I've definitely said the same si type of things that he said. For instance, there was a, a scene where he, uh, Okarine says something like, well, now that you're here, there's absolutely nothing that you can do but to help us to um, the, the genius girl who's kind of the flagship character for it. Um, Karisu? Yeah, Karisu. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he's just kind of laughing there and being commandeering, uh, domineering, and uh, all of a sudden, Dara's just kind of like, whoa, that's... Man, you're giving me the chills. I'd let you do me in the butt. And there's just so many times that us strange, sweaty... Uh, unattached nerds have just gone in and made so many references to everyone's genitalia like that. I don't know if that happens with um, your kind of company, David or Shay. You guys seem like a little bit a little bit classier sort, but, you know, <laughs> when you've got people living in a tiny little apartment together, you're just kind of like, you, you get... It's like Finding Nemo. You get all these fish in this tiny little tank, and someone's gonna go crazy, and then the next thing you know, you're all eventually there's there's just gonna be poop all over the place. <laughs> Don't you realize we're swimming in our own filth? No, it it gets weird really quickly, and you just kind of the the thing is just how nonchalant everybody was about how they set this kind of stuff. I went, yep, nope, this is exactly how it is. Just every once in a while, I'd look at Daru and go, yep. Every once in a while, I'm on the computer for six hours straight and go, yep, yep, this is my life. <laughs> Someone will I've come done in that too I've done that too many times with anime in my life. <laughs> yeah. The only same. difference is I didn't create gel bananas that thusly created some sort of time paradox that caused a woman to die and live simultaneously. That's oh, good. That's, I, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, Jack. Jack, do do you ha live with anyone that that reminds you of Mayuri? Oh, definitely. 
Um, I've got some cosplay friends, and oh, that um, poor, poor girl, <laughs> poor girl. I know. One of them is ultimately it's it's kind of like two people. Uh, I I would say if they if they fuse, they'd probably be <laughs> Mayuri. Um, one is just so positive, and one is just this gloomy little kind of spacey person who loves cosplay. And if you fuse them together. Fusion, ha! They would be my hurry, and I would be very sad with my life because that would mean that I'm Kyoma. <laughs> because there's no way that I'm smart enough to be Yaru. As much as I'd, as much as I'd love to be homeboy, I don't think that I'm nearly um, chill enough for that. I have to be the paranoid fool. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you should see me around the tip jar at my place of at my place of work, just constantly. Okay, someone put a one in there. Now someone put a five. That's too dangerous. That's too dangerous. <laughs> Get it out of there. No. I'm going to have to take this and sterilize it, ma'am. <laughs> Along with the rest of the money that you got back to change. I, I am truly appreciating that you are finding Steins Gate to be so hashtag relatable. Yeah, me um, too. Very good. I'm looking now, <laughs> finish the game. And then you've got to watch the anime. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked the voice acting for what I saw. Um, I'm curious, is there a dub for Steinsgate? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I watched the dub. <laughs> because as much as I love my gratuitous English, I am looking forward to, uh, to seeing how uh, the performance is for English. Because I, I, I love it. Don't get me it's- wrong. There's only so many times I can take Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's excellent do, stuff. Do, do. Right. It's very it's a very good dub. I, I didn't really even like uh, cover the, the section of I am one of those kinds of fools on the internet who loves science but only kinda casually. I'm a filthy casual at science. Mm-hmm. But I could tell you all the kinds of fun little things, like kind of Bob Ross style, like here's how you make a rainbow in a bottle. I could do that kind of stuff. It's fine. I'm a filthy cash. I don't mind. Uh, but I really like the level of detail that they've gone through with the game. There's a few times where I'm just kind of like, okay, um, you don't really need to give me a key for um, the word okayori. You could just tell me you could just translate that as welcome back and save yourself a line of coding to make a 700 word key but mm-hmm. fine um like they they do that a couple times but one that really like st- sticks out to me is um god i wish i had my feet in nearby um oh it's on it's on the dock there um they have some like 2d and things like that like 2d girl and it just goes oh well it's something in a game is the girl in a game no big deal very nonchalant and it feels almost sassy the way that mm-hmm. they uh, present it to you like that like here you go <laughs> you know exactly what it is but then some are really really um really informative like i really liked um the the level of detail they gave to the fictional stuff mm-hmm. like uh, Cer- uh senna serta i'm not familiar uh, the the big scary organization that needed that really tiny computer, yeah. Uh, and John Titor, I really like that kind of stuff. It was really interesting. And then looking back and kind of cross referencing what I remembered from my science school days of oh yep okay 
that 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 checks out a little bit, I guess, in a theoretical sense. Sure. All right. Welcome. But no, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and um, I will most assuredly uh, check out that anime. You should. Uh, uh, I am should. overjoyed. Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead. For me, my how I got introduced to Steins Gate was a little bit differently. Um, I got introduced to Steins Gate by way of me watching on YouTube a many people when they go to conventions they'll record voice actors panels and J. Michael Tatum voices Okabe, the main character in Steinsgate, and he is also the lead writer of the show. And he just so happened to um decide to audition for the show and he auditioned for it and they gave him the role of Okabe because they said you literally they're like you literally wrote this character for yourself because he put in like a whole bunch of Doctor Who references you bastard you wrote the show for yourself didn't you (laughs) right that's what they literally thought when he went and recorded because how Okabe is in the anime he's literally if you put the definition of a main character in the dictionary you would see a picture of Okabe because he's in every scene he's always rambling about something and literally I watched it and then he happened to talk about a couple of scenes down the road, a couple of episodes down the road. And there's a part where um, Okabe literally the, the entire show, he has like a, a, a veneer of basically how he deals with the world. Um, so he comes off very much like a mad scientist. And the best way that I can put it is like pinky in the brain, but he's a lot like brain in a sense. And there's a part in the series where he literally just sheds everything and he just, he's pleading for the life of his, one of his friends and he literally sheds everything. And when, uh, J. Michael Tatum, when he is, um, talking about his experience with recording that episode and the fact that he had a nervous breakdown in the booth recording it because he said that line between him and the character blurred because he would write the show like record the show for like eight hours and go home and write the show. So it was like, he never had a point to separate himself from the actual character. So when he got to that emotional scene, he just lost it. And he said when he recorded that, that's the recording that they kept because he didn't want to record it again. And it fit. So that's what made me want to really watch this show. Cause I was like, this show seems really, really brutal, but really good. And when I watched it, I was like, it starts off very kind of lighthearted, like almost funny a little bit. Cause they're really messed with this machine to try and change time and it starts off really fun like one character completely changes genders and it's kind of like they're poking fun at it and then it gets way too real for them and they realize what consequences that has with them changing time and changing what they want to do so after watching it I was just like this is so interesting and it was I don't know it was such an amazing show and being able to hear that voice acting that was so real and genuine was enough to like break my heart so that that's how i got introduced to the dub and got introduced to the show completely was through that Uh, really i have i have not watched the dub as of yet but i really enjoyed steins gate because i am a science and tech nerd uh by trade by existence uh the the concept of the time travel really mm-hmm. caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, I had watched Robotics Notes, the show that was created uh and the game that was created as the sequel to Steins Gate, uh surrounding the organization and how they're going to be stopped. Uh I also watched Chaos Head. Uh and checking out 
this show in particular, I loved the idea of the fact that it almost went to the level of hard uh, Mm sci-fi, kind of like The Martian did, uh, in explaining time travel, while still being really entertaining and having references to internet culture, having some really fun characters, and Mm -hmm. having a surprisingly charismatic main character who, sorry Jack, I did not get tired of hearing, Hoin Kyoma! Yeah, <laughs> I never got tired of that. I think for me, what I also really liked about it is their take on time travel. Because usually, mm-hmm. a lot of people when they think of time travel, they always think of you literally you get inside of a machine and you transport yourself into another time. But the fact that they did it through something as common that we all do as text messages, sending text messages to the past to the subsequent change of future. At least in the anime, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant because I was just like, that's something that. All of us, most of us can relate to. And then them also coming up with when they had a problem of uh, one of the characters when with changing genders, they were like, well, this was back. And they're like, well, you were born in 91 or or he was born in some time. And they're like, there wasn't really text messaging. So how do we send it? They're like, well, there were pagers. They're like, so how do we send it with a page? Like and bringing up like a little bit of that old technology, like how do we do that was very interesting to watch because I like totally was looking at it going if this was me and my group of friends it would be just like this trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to send a page to the past to then change the future and i think also what's interesting was the fact that with with the main character he was the only one that knew what changed whereas the other characters were kind of just brought along for the ride but they didn't know that the future changed and he was the only one that knew that and to me it's like the fact that he knew this and did not go stir crazy is Amazing, because I think if it was me, I would go nuts because there's so many different timelines now that I now have to keep up with. Um, he's really interesting as a character. I really enjoy him. Um, he's a very good protagonist. I think that that's definite, uh, whether game or anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that from what I'm hearing from the anime, uh, from you guys, is that it seems like him being in nearly every scene here, um, while that's kind of a necessity in... Uh, visual novels i think in terms of the anime that can be brought to a more cinematic uh conclusion of uh like most psychological thrillers you want your main character to have the most subjective experience imaginable and given that he's already so uh paranoid regarding the organization is such an interesting i'm looking forward to seeing how they handle that because i feel like it could be there's got to be somebody out there, you know, thinking that to themselves. You know, he he could have made this up all by himself. Mm-hmm. It's going to just been his own, all in his own head. And it seems so, so interesting to think about what blurs the line of that. Is he the only one really perceiving these things? Is this just a, a side effect of this uh, tenuous grip that they have on these changing uh, timelines? Is everything mm-hmm. just flowing to to a head what's going on and it's i'm looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to seeing how um it makes its conclusion in the game it's really exciting but i I definitely agree with you guys is that is very very interesting and i love the science science i like how theatrical he is he makes it like a lot of times when you think of like a, a mad scientist portrayal of a character or someone who's paranoid sometimes it can get kind of exhausting 
to like watch that character or someone who's that paranoid. Not for but me. The fact not for me. He's <laughs> endearing. Almost. Not me. Right, but he's he's so theatrical that it's you want to watch him like you want to watch him be like that. You know, you it's want like to a kid that. playing pretend. Right, and it's kind of it's amazing to watch because you want to know what's going to happen next. And it's 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 literally like you said, like watching kids play pretend, but they're playing pretend like action wise, not like house, but they're like playing action like bad guys, cops and robbers. And it's amazing to watch that and watch that unfold. And that's exactly how it is watching this main character, because you're like, he's so nuts and he's so crazy, but I can't stop watching. And he's not being the least bit like annoying or paranoid to the point where you're just like, oh, my God, I can't take this. My brain is going to melt. Or I'm going to think I'm paranoid watching him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, guys, uh, we got we to gotta move on to something else since we're slightly still on time travel. It's, it's, time for <laughs> ol- it's, it's time for old man DJM to head back to the 90s uh, once again. A um, cu- couple of things that have come out recently. Uh, I'm going to talk about this first one. Uh, Nintendo is releasing a NES mini console. They're releasing a miniature version of the Nintendo Entertainment System with 30 of its classic Nintendo games. Unfortunately, you cannot play your old Nintendo cartridges on them. Uh, Shay. Yes. Um, the the old NES one. Yeah. Did did you ever play it at all? And, and I, two, is this something that you would be maybe interested in getting? I did. I had the NES as a kid, and I played um, Duck Hunt on there, like most people did. And like everyone, I tried to shoot the dog when I missed the ducks, and I Absolutely. played Mario on there as well. That was probably that was probably one of the first systems I remember playing as a kid, which really got me introduced into the world of video games. And it was one of my favorite systems that trust me, one of my favorite ones. So when I heard about this, I was both intrigued cuz I thought it was going to be I but I thought cuz I, I thought they're going to come out with cartridges and I was going to be like, man, it's going to be a blast from the past like where the game doesn't where you got to blow on the cartridge and then hope it works when you put it back in. And I'm interested in playing it, but I want to, I just want to, when it first comes out, I might want to see what the reviews are on it first. Um, see what, have they really, has they said what games are going to be on there? Uh, yes, there is a list. Uh, it's, it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, and we'll put that list in the show notes. Uh, but it has uh, everything from Castlevania and Castlevania 2, Donkey Kong, Dr. Mario, the first Final Fantasy, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. Two, the first three, uh, one, two, and three, Tecmo Bowl, The Legend of Zelda, and the list goes on and on from there. Uh, okay. And it will also be able to uh, connect to a Wii remote. Uh, but uh, I believe the, the classic NES controller will not be compatible with this so that's that's kind of a minus yeah i'd be surprised i don't i don't have my old nes controllers anymore i but, wish but I, I think it come i think this will come with one of them it will come with the nes con- one, one nes controller i kind of wish it came with it came with duck hunt although i believe that's not on the list no I'm, I'm not seeing duck hunt if, not if seeing it duck came hunt. if it came with duck hunt i'm all for it because i would have totally loved to play the game <laughs> Because it was like the original like shooting game. Like, yes, shot, it was. You, you uh, shot ducks. 
Jack, uh, are you feeling this? Uh, does this make you want to play with Nintendo Power? Uh, I've been playing with Nintendo Power because Nintendo has been throwing out all of these uh, re re-releases of these games out on me like it was lingerie from a very, very eager lady in my doorway. <laughs> uh, the, the 3DS has been has been rife with pretty much every game that you've mentioned, and if it hasn't been mentioned, then I can achieve it from we totally didn't pirate this dot com. I hate to sound so cynical. I was more of a SNES boy, but I will say one thing. Um it's it sounds fun. I loved the commercial. The commercial is great. If you haven't seen it, folks, please get, do yourself a favor. It's very cute and it's very nostalgic. And I was definitely it's got that of, '80s retro feel. Definitely. I was part of the latter end of Nintendo Power, but I did have that really exciting stuff right up to uh, like late late SNES era, and then uh, that giant freaking Mario's in 3D. What kind of deal? So mostly Super Nintendo and then Nintendo 64. So I uh, maybe like a half a generation of difference. I'd say like 64 is like a full generation past yeah. NES. So I'm a li- I'm a little bit I'm a little bit ahead of that. But um, as far as this is to me, it feels a little bit more like okay, guys, they want us to make a more powerful game console because the Wii U's not as up to snuff as the Xbone. Or the piss fur. So what do we do? Well, we don't have any ideas right now, Tanaka. But you know what we could do? Just come up with something to stave them off in the meantime while we figure this out. So what they did, instead of having this whole... Uh, what's it, What's the console even called, codename-wise? It's like NX or something like it's that? It's called for NX. The Nintendo- NX. 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 Uh, we have kind of a... I don't want to call it a ploy, but it's definitely something of like, here's something to tie you over, kiddos, and uh, and kiddos at heart, to to maybe get some more money. But Nintendo, yeah. you don't need to do that. A friend of mine accidentally purchased a hundred dollars worth of coins on Pokemon Go. That should save <laughs> you off for a little bit. Yeah, that was an accident. You don't know what you're doing, Nintendo. I think no, honestly. I think for me, if Nintendo wanted to, this is just, just my thought, what I just thought of. If Nintendo wanted to come out with something that was like what they're doing now with the NES, I feel like a greater, like, decision maybe would have been coming out with like a revamp of the Nintendo 64. Just because for a lot of us, that was the system that many of us remember playing the most. I know that is definitely for me. Like, I love the NES. That's nostalgic for me as the first system. But Nintendo 64 was the first system that I remember that I thoroughly enjoyed playing for a very long time. So I feel like that, if they would have came out with a revamp of that system with preloaded with a lot of games, I think a lot of people would have been, like, totally amazed by it. Like, if they recame out that game and had, like, Pokemon Snap on there or, like, Pokemon Stadium, that would have been, like a seller because so many people are like i played that game as a kid and that would have been so nostalgic for a lot of people mm-hmm. all right okay enough of that nintendo crap <laughs> jack oh yeah there there was this trailer that came out just last night and everybody david the the sega kid 
is absolutely losing his mind. So, uh, as some of you out there might know that um, Sega, the fine folks at Sega, recently Sega. celebrated the 25th anniversary of their iconic franchise mascot, Sonic the Hedgehog. Woo! It Love was Sonic. beautiful. I would say to anybody who hasn't given themselves an afternoon to check out the Shadow the Hedgehog Twitter, please do so because it is a meme-filled glory fest. It is excellent, the, and they've, the, the, they've uh, done such good stuff with the celebration, including calling out the Game Grumps. Really good stuff. Mike Pollock quoting Ego Raptor is now a thing that I can put on my bucket list and then cross off with excellent stuff. And Excellent. as as someone who holds Sonic very near and dear to his heart and has been through all of the trials and tribulations and all of the ups and downs with the Sonic franchise, when the news came out that Sonic Team is working on two new games, the first of them uh, is this Project 2017, uh, in which we saw the trailer featuring modern Sonic and the the kind of Sonic Generations uh, Little Sonic. So it will be something of a hybrid, not unlike Sonic Generations in 2017. But there was also another game and another trailer that got the internet going absolutely bonkers. And I was watching this at, at the Friday Night Anime Club that I go to at Warriors 3 in Wayne, Michigan, with my buddy Bryant uh, and all of the, the Anime Club buddies. And during the live stream celebration of Sonic's 25th anniversary that Sega and Sonic Team put on, this trailer came out. And it was a trailer for a 2D Sonic game that is being put together by... Sega, Sonic Team, and independent developer Christian Whitehead, also known as the Taxman. He has worked with Sega and Sonic Team on previous re-releases of Sonic games, including Sonic CD, uh, on and Sonic's uh, 1 and 2 for iOS and Android. Uh, and Sonic Mania uh, will be coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC uh, in spring of 2017. And oh my goodness, this trailer for Sonic Mania—it was <laughs> oh my god—it was unbelievable. As someone who is an old man that loves Sonic with all his heart and soul and will continue to defend and fight for Sonic until the end of time, this trailer made everything worth it. Because the music was good. The the game looked good. It had a redone Green Hill Zone. It had new zones. It had the original three of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And it was just... It was everything that I had hoped for. And seeing notably, this trailer, Knuckles was deflated. Yeah, and, and <sighs> it seemed like he he had an IQ that was above that of broccoli. Uh, <laughs> I will and... say though, I I thought your middle name was the is the crowning moment of comedy for 2015. True. I will hear the, no other. The Sonic Boom cartoon, if you have not watched it, is pretty hilarious. The Sonic Boom cartoon is pretty funny, but the trailer for Sonic Mania, oh my goodness, I. 
this was the first time in a long time, maybe ever, where the only reaction that I had to a trailer was that I immediately hit the repeat button. I just had no words. Uh, and I rewatched it like seven times. Uh, and then this morning, today, uh, I watched it like ten more times. It's, it's, it's the Sonic that was a part of my life when I needed it the most. It was that first thing that I fell in love with when it came to video games and, and seeing that. And I love everything about the Sonic franchise, 2D Sonic, 3D Sonic, cartoons, comics, Sonic, 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 Sonic. Mm-hmm. But Sonic Dream seeing Collection? this... Yes. <laughs> Sonic the Fighters, too. Sonic, Sonic the Fighters, R. too. Je- yeah, Sonic R. Sonic 06! <laughs> I'm pushing it, aren't I? Mm, we ha- Sonic fans have accepted Sonic 06 for what it is. We've accepted it. It's a great speed inclu- game. It's a great speed if, game. If, if you can get through it. If it works. Well, but- I mean, yes. That's also true. It's a speed game in the terms of uh, the same way that uh, same way that you can essentially start an old uh, DeLorean, perhaps. Right, but I'm I'm so overjoyed that Sonic is still Sonic is coming back, and and it's gonna be good. I just know that it is, and it makes me happier than I can even imagine. Um, Shay, did you see this trailer for Sonic Mania? I have not seen the trailer for Sonic Mania. I am ashamed to say this. But I am. Do, your fa- do yourself a favor. <laughs> I will definitely watch it. I am a definite Sonic fan. I do love Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the last game. I am a little bit obsessed. In case you didn't <laughs> I have tell. noticed. I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> the last Sonic game that I I played, besides the one that I recently bought for my D- 3DS, which was the um, Mario vs. Sonic Olymp- Olympics 2016. Um, that's when I played on a bigger console was the, um, Sonic game for Sega Dreamcast where you got to choose to be either evil or good. And that was probably one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites because you got to choose to be evil. And I was just like, it's always fun being the bad guy. They always have so much fun. And that was when you were first introduced to Shadow. And I still am obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. And like you mentioned, Sonic Boom is super funny of a cartoon show where I believe it's knuckles is dumb as a doorknob mm-hmm. half the time. And he's actually voiced by Travis Willingham, whom mm-hmm. is a yes, well-known yes. anime voice actor, Roy Mustang in Mar- FMA. Yes. And when I found out he voiced knuckles and knuckles sounds like that someone that I'm sure all of us know who was that just that dumb. And, <laughs> Also, on Sonic X, Knuckles was voiced by the legend himself, Mr. Dan Green. Mm-hmm. Voice of Yugi and, Yugi and the Pharaoh from Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. Let's not, let's not forget Mr. Mike Pollock, Dr. Eggman, the real star of the show, please. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. yes. I, love, I love Eggman. He's one of the best villains. He's a, really a, he's a great villain, and he's he's a villain where you like him, but then you you hate him, but you also like him. So he, it's he's like, downright adorable. 
Right. Uh, have he's you like a lovable villain, and you're just like, how is he so evil? Shay, have you checked out Sonic Generations? Sonic Generations, no. I know. Okay. I was also trying to check out something. That was what that. Got me. Just that there. one is where especially Eggman will shine. That's really? where he shines, especially. My first, yes. My Sonic Sonic game well. I played was on the Sega Genesis. Was the first Sonic game that I played when it was on Yay. Sega Genesis. Yay! That was, Yay. That was my yes. first. That was my first one. And my favorite level, and maybe this is terrible as a kid to say that my favorite level was the casino level. No, everyone <laughs> likes the casino level. Everybody likes the level. No. Everyone likes the casino levels. Oh, yeah, you've been to a casino as a child before. Ever heard of an arcade? <laughs> Hashtag truth bombs. It's it's the water levels that nobody likes. Oh, I hated the water levels. If you if you uh, can't locate your regular, I guess you could play a regular DS game on a 3DS. Um, yes. If uh, if you are unable to procure yourself a copy of Sonic Colors, though, there is a very helpful YouTuber who, well, not a YouTuber, but somebody on YouTube who has posted um, a complete comprehensive uh, audio track of all of Mike Pollock's lines in Sonic Colors, because Sonic Colors takes place in basically Dr. Eggman's version of Disneyland. Oh, wow. And it's really, really good stuff really excellent things our favorites being such as things as uh please refrain from licking the amusement park ride seat people people sit on there you sick freak (laughs) oh my god just just more sonic more sonic just i'm so happy just i love it i actually i actually have on my phone on well my itunes i have the the first song that is played on the uh, Sega Dreamcast for Sonic the Sonic game on Sega Dreamcast when you play good and Sonic is racing through the city. I have that song on my phone in my iTunes library yes. because I was obsessed yes. with it and I know the words. Um, I, I have had the time. and I have had the pleasure of seeing Crush 40 live and in person and they <laughs> absolutely killed it. Is this the first time that everyone is excited for not just the soundtrack of a Sonic game for a while? Because I think it's we were at least on that. at least since Sonic Generations. Mm-hmm. At least in Sonic yes. Generations. Very good, very good. It, stuff. It, and I'll just wrap it up on that and saying it's nice to see that Sonic Team has finally figured it out. Yeah. They dropped the cocaine back at their offices. They. they <laughs> They figured out 3D Sonic, they figured out 2D Sonic, and it looks like they're going to make everybody happy with Sonic Mania and Project 2017. Uh, moving on to something else, uh, One Piece, Jack, uh, something I know that you're yes. familiar with. Uh, there was a story uh, from an interview with Eiichiro Oda, uh, the creator of One Piece. Uh, he has said that the One Piece manga is, as of now, 65% complete. Uh, and I was just thinking about this. One Piece... Uh, began in 1997. The, the manga began in 1997, so it's coming up on two decades. Yeah. So, uh, calculated out from Otaku USA magazine, uh, it is looking like the final chapter would be released, uh, in the year 2029. Uh, 32 years running, uh, <laughs> with the way things are looking. Oh, uh, will be ha- dead. How- 
<laughs> right? Oda will so, be dead. He's not old, but he he will be dead if he continues to work at that pace with no breaks. So, so uh, how are you? How are you feeling about realizing that uh, it's that One Piece is more than half done? I mean, we all remember hearing that story a few years ago where Oda said it's more than fifty percent done, and now he's saying it's it's roughly sixty five percent complete. So he. He actually appears to have an end game in sight. Jack, what do, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking the new dynamics for characters. Everyone's getting stronger. That's something that always really, um, really resonated with me. Uh, that this is different from most shonen is that um, the antagonists are also out there and they're getting stronger. It's not like they're just sitting there complacent on their thrones like most antagonists are, you know. One of my favorite um, uh, examples to give in the One Piece universe is the Marine Smoker. He is not laying on his laurels. But um, regardless, I feel like uh, all the different dynamics that we've had that continue to shift, characters getting stronger, everybody changing, kind of uh, having new dynamics, relationships with one another. Um, I'm glad to hear that it's, you know, closer to ending and I'm also glad that it's kind of, it, you know, hedging hedging the bets of, okay, that's about 10 more years-ish. Yeah, that's that's like 14 more years of One Piece. That's a lot of years, but I'm glad that it's not... Ex- I'm glad he's not just coming forward and going, yeah, they're about to find the treasure. I would hate that. So I, I think it's kind of nice that he has the end in mind, that he knows where it's going... I just kind of like that percentage of what's left to be a little bit smaller, maybe more like 25%. But what I can say is I'm glad I'm always glad to have one piece in my life. I am. I know a lot of people don't want to sit there and delve through it. I kind of wanted at some point, if I can ever get the time again, holla holla get dollar, to sit down and like make like a comprehensive, like if you like blank, you might want to watch the Impel Down arc for, um, one Piece, or maybe you like, uh, you know, cheesy horror movies. You might like Thriller Bark, or I well, I'd recommend to anybody Skypea, uh, for certain, or the Yuba arc. But for heaven's sake, ladies and gentlemen, that that would take so long for me. But what I will say is, you know, maybe in the future we can have like a One Piece Kai kind of thing going on. Boy, oh boy, though, One Piece is I good. Be, I'm glad it's not I just coming okay to with- an end. I would be okay with a One Piece Kai. I'll say yeah. that. Say what you will about uh, four kids. They realized it was kind of dragging and tried to get to the point. And there are certainly a lot of episodes that are just kind of like, I don't care, Nami. I just don't care. That kind of deal. Mm. But I'm glad uh, it's not completely ending, but I'm kind of wishing it ended soonish. Shay? Yes. Are you ha, have you ever been on the One Piece train? Boat? No. No. Excuse you. <laughs> All right. Boat. So so you that's, missed that's, your opportunity there, David. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to slide. Shame. <laughs> I'm sorry. You you lost me, Jack. You said the One Piece train when it's clearly a boat. Yeah, but I don't watch the show, so I don't know that. 
Oh, for heaven's sake, it's about pirates, David. <laughs> <laughs> David, you're killing me. You're killing me, Paul. Uh, oh, that's God, for... that caused me physical pain. <laughs> that was for panty and stocking. Uh, love that. So, that by the way, I love panty and stocking. I'm sorry. That's oh, just... dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, Shay. Um, I'd like to ask. I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. I actually am. Yeah. Um, please enlighten I, the great Count Jack Noir, and uh, Mr. Pirates are on a train, apparently. Uh, <laughs> David Majors, uh, what do you like about Fanny and Stocking? What, no, what that's, okay. Like that's okay. That's okay. No, no, no. See, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk I about. Will t- I will tell you. I, I was. I was going to ask you about One Piece, and, and then uh, for everyone out there. Um, back on, on the old network, uh, I did a show with my friend Lily, uh, called Nanashi Anime Podcast. And Lily and I would pick shows that the other would watch and we'd come back and give our, our thoughts and our review. I will say, you know what? For, for the longest time, I always try and be discreet. I try and be, you know, keep, keep things on an even keel, on an even level, but everyone always tries to push me and poke me and prod me. Hey, David, panty and stocking, panty and stocking, panty and stocking. <laughs> I hated it. Why? I found oh it to be God. painfully unfunny. I think that panty anarchy is... I don't think I've ever hated a fictional character ever in <laughs> any kind of fictional work anywhere in the history ever more oh than Panty Anarchy. And I really just thought all of the humor was really sophomoric and lame. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was, I love the show. And the reason why I loved it is probably, this probably shows like, my complete uh, taste or tastelessness because I liked it because it was so vulgar. And I, that's what I loved about it. I loved how vulgar it was. And the fact that it's such this paradox, there's, they're supposed to it's be It's a angels. try hard like, show. Like, like, like I love it the is fact a that sh- I just like that. It's a show be- for, tri- <laughs> it's a show for try hards. I just, I just and love and it. if you don't have enough attention in your life <laughs> and you didn't get it. enough hugs, I just like the fact that they're supposed to be angels trying to get back into heaven, but they curse. They uh, Panty is trying to have sex with each and every single boy. Both of them are. And Stocking's obsessed with sugar. And I just found it so funny. And then you have Garterbelt, whom is a priest or, or pastor or however uh, you want to put it, of a church. And he is just as bad. If not worse. And then you have good old Chuck that they push around and kick around most of the Chuck show. Is, I, Chuck I, is the I, avatar for the audience. I love the Chuck. That is what the why... people that made that show <laughs> think of you. For me, the reason why I liked Chuck, though, Chuck reminded me so much of Gurr from Invader Zim. And that's why I loved Chuck. Chuck Invader Zim. Work. That's... That's one of Jack's favorites, Invader Zim. 
Invader oh, no, Zoom. Invader. You didn't like Invader. Well, what? I wasn't a big fan of Invader. Invader Zoom. I only liked it because of Gur. Because Gur was. Funny. I got into. I got into it, or I didn't get into it, but I tried to watch it uh, maybe a year ago uh, for the first time. Uh, me, Jack, I love cartoons of all shapes and sizes except Steven Universe, Jack, Elton, Arla Star. Uh, and I had to finish. Uh, I, I took a drink every time Gur said something that I recognized from the internet. And right. by the end of the night, I hadn't finished six episodes and I was completely smashed. And I woke up the next day covered in vomit. And I said, never again, never again. <laughs> but if but there's I... one thing I will say... Mm-hmm. After instilling this chaos on the two of you, and I'd like to apologize, but I also have a shit-eating grin on my face, so I'm not necessarily <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I like the look of panty and stocking. That's definitely something that I think really has going for it, and I am ashamed that it wasn't used in any anime prior. But you know what it has been used in since is with X-Gynax Studio Trigger, uh, who is responsible for... Little Witch Academia and Inferno Cop went full comedy once again after disappointing me with Kill la Kill mm-hmm. and uh, brought us uh, Space Patrol Luluco, which is basically kind of a little slightly more detailed version of Panty and Stalking type animation style. And it's not played for um, drama like the, the somewhat cartoonish, weird somewhat flash uh reliant animation of kill a kill was even though it was played completely straight for drama it's taking that kind of aesthetic and then taking the kind of character designs that you get in panty and stalking which i think david can admit were very good mm-hmm. and just kind of ups the detail a little bit and uh brings it to its logical or illogical conclusion so space patrol luluco David, I think you could maybe watch in an afternoon, and I'd be interested to see what you think of that. And you too, Shay, because I think that if you liked Panty and Stocking, yeah. it could be something that's up your alley because it's definitely some wacky humor. But what I will say for David to not shy him away from it of if you like Panty and Stocking, maybe you'll like this. Maybe David <laughs> should far far away is it's not nearly as off color. It's mm-hmm. It's got some, it's got some bits and butts, or not butts. I don't know why I said butts. Bits and bolts of things such as um, a joke which felt very similar to Rick and Morty of somebody dying basically because they were frozen and then tipped over and shattered into pieces. So there's stuff like that, but then there's also things uh, kind of a more plot relevant nature or kind of a, a weird thing such as, uh, well, why, why do you want to? Um, it, it was kind of like the the meme that they had for the longest time. Like, you wouldn't steal a pizza on the internet if you could download it. It was like that, as they had All a right. whole thing relevant with that. So you might enjoy it, but regardless, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And if there's one thing that can be said about panty and stocking, I don't think it took itself very seriously whatsoever. I, I think the reason why I also like panty and stocking is because I was also really, really obsessed with Shin-Chan. And mm-hmm. I still am. And so that's probably why I liked Panty and Stocking. And the, I, like I said, it was because it was just so vulgar. But I'm actually, I really wish there was a second season because of how Panty and Stocking ended. I was like, mm-hmm. there needs to be a second season of this show. But I just no, there wasn't. No, 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 there doesn't. 
like my favorite. There, there, there doesn't need there doesn't <laughs> like need to be a second like season my, of that show. Like it really doesn't. No, 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 no. I, I shake. I, I swear, like my favorite episode of that show has you. to be when they're when it's hurt, just panting and stockings sitting on the couch, waiting for Goddard to finish whatever meal he's supposed to be cooking, and they're t- just talking. And- Did you two plan this ahead of time? <laughs> no, Did you two no, 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 no. against me. No, 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 no. 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 I, I, this was completely a, 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 a true villain. Is not Th- this was is planned. Not planned. Th- this was planned. This was a setup. I, can say, I have been set up. Say for you, Shay. Yes. If there's one thing I can say for you, Shay, is that um, again, kind of going against the the whole thing of uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite, but I would kind of like to have seen maybe a more dramatic take on the show. Of yeah. you've got these very strict. Uh, Demon Sisters, which I know David liked, which is why I brought them up uh, to kind of to kind of uh, wean him off of his of his sadness. I would have liked to have seen that strictness uh, in hell past this uh, these two anarchists. That would have been interesting. But as it stands, we have a very a very polarizing product. And like I said, I'm just kind of Switzerland on it. Of I'll look at fan art and go, okay, yeah. That well, being said. That being said, Jack. Yes. <laughs> I I tried my best, but it looks Holy like in, term- it, in, ter- in terms of One Piece, it looks like the ship has sailed. So let's just <laughs> let's just jump into something else before I start flipping tables. Uh the summer twenty sixteen anime season is underway some of you out there know that we're covering a couple of shows on that on it's in season uh 91 days in taboo tattoo uh shay uh are you watching anything this season for summer 2016 currently no and here is why i am someone who loves to marathon anime once they're in complete when this once they're complete I have tried before keeping up with shows by like watching an episode every week and I realized I can't do it. <laughs> I get very confused and I'm the one that where when the show's like it's in completion, that's when I'm like, I must spend an after- afternoon vegging out on the couch on my off day and marathoning this ish. And all right. Is- so yes, is there any show from the spring season that you're going to check out? I don't know yet. I haven't, I haven't checked out the list. <laughs> Have you like at least bad... watched Erased? You've watched Erased, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've seen okay. Erased. I've seen Erased. For those, for those okay. of you that do, do not know, I have seen Erased. I have a review of that on my on my YouTube channel. And Erased, oh my god, I watched it an entire afternoon, and it had me from literally the first episode to the last one, and I was just like, oh my god, I love this show so much. Okay. All right. Loved it. Jack, uh, are you are you checking out anything from the summer season? I actually have the same opinion of that of uh, Shay, is that I like to kind of watch things in one sitting, because the next thing that happens uh, is I click that next episode button, and then there's nothing there, and I go, but I'm in the middle of the series. Exactly. Nope. Y- you gotta wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I am looking I, forward I, to more Ace Attorney because I'm hearing that they're gonna do they're gonna do Justice for All and possibly try and delve into some of the spin-off games and that would be exciting. 
even though it's a somewhat disappointing anime, I'm looking forward to the future for it because the more I get of that, the more that Capcom will realize that these games should be treated with care because I've noticed a few things. That's literally every Capcom game. (laughs) I've noticed some things about the last 3DS game as I've been replaying because in September I will have uh, the release of Ace Attorney 6 Spirit of Justice also on the 3DS to uh, to pander to me and my, my love of law, which is starting to shape my future as it seems could become a paralegal in a couple of years. It's something strange. After being an art student, it's almost like I'm Phoenix Wright himself. <coughs> That's incorrect. Regardless. Um, uh, I've noticed that they... they I would like for Capcom to take notice that the anime is very successful right now because it is, despite the fact that it's not as good as it could be. It's not its logical best, which is understandable because it is very low budget. It's hard. It's easy to tell. But I'd like them to take note about its success and note that it's possibly not too hard to take, you know, one little pen go past your script a few times after you've translated it and check for typos and grammatical errors? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been checking, and there's so many. There's some in the trailer. Have fun, ladies and gentlemen. Check that out. But regardless... You mean, you mean English doesn't work with legal documentation? <sighs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, why that too. I actually, I I hate to just kind of bring in other people's ideas out of the blue, but I kind of, I agree with this. My good friend Andrew Erickson, maybe maybe I'm his good friend too, I don't know about that, but um, Andrew Erickson once uh, stated, it could be interesting if Ace Attorney had been framed like, kind of like an anime Harvey Birdman of, you've got all these anime characters from classic series and, and onward, coming in and facing legal problems based on the plots of their anime, such as, okay, Mr. Ikari, and you state that you never touched the victim. Okay. And now, Jack, uh, Ostica, idea, you like idea. To, yes. Jack, yes. Jack, hear me out. Going with that, imagine mm-hmm. Phoenix Wright in the anime Harvey Birdman role, Shinji Ikari Filing for emancipation from his father. <laughs> that would be good. I was also thinking things along the lines of um, maybe there's uh, things like tax evasion for some neat characters. Like maybe you've got the uh, oh, so there was a mistaken identity theft for uh, the Matsuno family. Okay, well bring the victim in. All right, and bring in the accused. Yeah, we're twins. Actually, six tuplets. Sorry, Your Honor. And so on and so forth. That would be really fun to have seen. Can, can like somebody the out there Can somebody mm-hmm. out there on YouTube get on that? Shay, you, you know some people on YouTube. Can, can, they, can we get them on that? That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, as long as been pretty dry for Ace Attorney parodies. The last one I saw that was any decent was um, they were just lip-synced to Disney songs, so I'd like to see some... Some of this. This would be really clever, and you could basically do it to anything. Come on, bring in your um, internet 
fraud or um, bullying cases from Sword Art Online. Bring me your incest cases and cases of molestation from all of your kawaii Oni-chan harem animes. Come on, come Ew. one, come all. Ew. Except don't come all. Oh dear. No, don't, don't. <laughs> not, not at all. See, look what you've done. I've ruined everything. <laughs> this is- I've ruined anime. This is one thing I've just I've just thought up or realized for the summer's 2016 anime. One that I actually do want to check out just because I realize it's been literally floating up and down my Twitter feed for however long. And that is the anime Orange. It's been showing yeah. up on my news feed like crazy. And it, it's one I think I definitely want to check out due to how much I've been seeing of it. Looks interesting. You know what I need to check out, David? I just, I just realized is... Uh, the little anime by the fellow who did One Punch Man. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. I keep seeing it, uh, mention of Osamatsu-san again, uh, kind of in that circle of fans mm-hmm. are kind of yeah. picking it up and finding interest in it. Do you, uh, I, do you have a I hot watched, take on that, perhaps? I watched the first couple of episodes of Mob Psycho 100 earlier today, uh, because I, like you, have seen quite a bit of chatter about this show. Uh, I will say that I think this is an example of sometimes anime fans often get really, really excited about a show that looks a little different animation-wise. Uh, like Jack said, uh, it is made, uh, created by the guy behind One Punch Man. Um, and I will say that after watching the first couple of episodes, I will give Mob Psycho 100 a 4 out of 5. Ooh, However, w- when I saw that there was so much love for this show, and after watching the first two episodes... Uh, I'm going to use a very controversial, uh, very polarizing adjective to describe my reaction to Mob Psycho 100, because my opinion was that it was <gasps> overrated. Mm, ooh, interesting. I because... have a thought of why, if you may, if I may, uh, to kind of anticipate what you might say, David. No, is, uh... no, I'm not done. No? I'm doing my hot take. Do it. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, I believe that this show is decent. It is respectable. But it is not on the level of the show people were hoping it would be. Uh, It is not on the level of of the creator's most successful project, One Punch Man. Yes, the art style is unique. Yes, the art style is interesting. Yes, it is very well done on a technical level. That doesn't necessarily mean it is the best thing ever. It is good. The The artistic style and the stylistic choices are interesting and well done. They are not revolutionary. They are not groundbreaking. And I feel like oftentimes... Anytime that there is something stylistically that is a little different from the typical anime animation style that we're all used to seeing, the anime fans all over the internet often lose their minds over something that is a little more technically above average in terms of animation. Mm-hmm. This show is slightly above average. It is not groundbreaking so far. It is not world-changing so far. 
but I'm willing to say that it is okay. It's not terrible, but it's not the best thing since Attack on Titan by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) And I think in the case of Mob Psycho 100, aside from the opening theme song, which I really liked, I think everybody just needs to calm down just a little. It's a good show so far, but it's not great. I had a thought, um, because I'd been seeing a little bit regarding the plot. People have been kind of trying to recommend it over social media, David. And um, my thought as to why people are really latching on to it, aside from that it's all really sounding really good. I did not see any of it in motion. And so far, there have not been many gifts made of it, thank goodness. I think that's kind of a thing one should avoid until a series is a little bit more instated. And I, if I remember correctly, it's still ongoing. It's episode three. Episode three, yes. Yeah, so it's fairly new. So, you know, uh, hold, hold thine gifts for a while. Uh But I think part of the reason I'm hearing a lot about the plot, and uh, I think a big thing with the internet is hashtag relatability. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I hear that the main character is, he's got some things up in his head that a lot of people like to claim that they have, but not everyone necessarily has in the same degree. Uh, It's a little thing known as the A-word, anxiety Mm. and that's all good and well but it's not a blanket statement it's not something that you can have as equally as somebody who has been actually diagnosed with it i don't say that everyone is exempt from it and i don't say that everybody uh who is not diagnosed with it would have it because that opens up a whole other can of worms maybe you do have anxiety if you are a little bit nervous about some kinds of things Mm -hmm. but You can't sit there and go, I'm the same as Mob Psycho 100, because first of all, that's a terrifying sentence, just with the mishmash of English in there of Mob Psycho, and the number 100, which many people claim is a very large number, except in dollars. Anyway. uh, No, that'd that'd be more like in pounds, Jack. In pounds. 100 pounds. Uh, but that's a that's a theory I have, David, as to why the internet is really, really big on it. Is it's also possible that aside from really good animation, they all they all feel, oh, I get nervous when I ride on planes. Apologies to John Mulaney for that blatant stealing of his joke. <laughs> That being said, I will look forward to seeing it, but um, I think a lot of anime can be kind of kind of blown out of the water and out of proportion just because of the fact that a lot of people really like it, and then there's just this bandwagon of, you should watch it, you should watch it, you should watch yeah. it, because it's good. Yeah, that's definitely, I, that's definitely what I notice too sometimes about a lot of animes is that it will get blown way out of proportion. Like a lot of people may see it as being so much better than it is until sometimes you watch it and you're just like, this is not as great as everyone online is making this seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, for me though, I know it's mostly about characters more so than shows sometimes. Like sometimes yes. characters are blown out of propor- proportion. And for me, while I do enjoy and did very much like Attack on Titan, 
the character Levi for me was blown out of proportion. Thank I you, Shay. I Thank hated you. eyebrows. Just because Thank eyebrows you, can Shay. go to hell. Just because when I first started watching Attack, when I first heard of Attack on Titan, I did not watch it until it was finished and in its completed form. But I was constantly seeing fan art, gifts, you name it, of this character Levi. So I'm watching it, not watching it, I'm seeing all these things. And I'm like, Levi must be the main character of this show. So I'm watching it and I'm going, no, he's not. Because he shows up midway and barely does anything. I'm just like, why are people obsessed with this character? I don't like him. It wasn't until maybe later on. Right. And I understood his cleanliness and he was funny a little bit. And I got it. But it wasn't until like I started maybe reading the manga that I started to like him a little bit more because he is very tactful and very smart. But when I was watching the show, I was just like, they blew this character completely out of proportion. It's like, I really thought he was the main character, but he's not. And he shows up midway and he's kind of heartless. And I was just like, I don't like him very much. (laughs) Why do people love this character? (laughs) But then every once in a while you have a show like Death Parade where... uh, (gasps) That it totally does live up to the hype. I love Death Parade. Death Parade made me cry at the end. I'm not ashamed to say I shed tears watching that last episode. And it was so, I think, because of the fact that I was, when I started watching Death Parade, when I I first started watching it, it was like their whole take on purgatory and trying to figure out if you're going to heaven and or hell based on your decisions in the game and also seeing two people who know each other then turn against each other or have two people lie and say that something happened when it didn't just because they don't want to hurt the other person. Like with the couple in the very first episode when they turned on each other while playing the game of darts, when it got just too real, Mm -hmm. that was for me when I was like, Oh my God, God, this this show is utterly amazing. I have to keep watching this show. And then as it got further and further along in uh, the last episode, I just was in tears. <laughs> I was ugly. So <laughs> maybe, just maybe, Mob Psycho 100 can redeem itself and almost be what Death Parade was. Maybe there's still hope. I'm not totally reserving judgment, but right now... It is in the category of being a little overhyped. I think I can understand where you're coming from. As of this recording. Yeah. I think I understand where you're coming from, though, because when Sailor Moon Crystal first came out, the very first season, it was so overhyped. And I did not like it. And I'm a huge Sailor Moon fan, and it just wasn't for me. But then it redeemed itself with the second season. And a lot of people were like, the second season was so much better. And they got a lot of things right that they didn't get right with the first season. So I'll I'll give 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 it some time. Maybe not this season, but maybe next season would be good or as the episodes continue to go, go on. Well, one thing that I think as of this recording, one thing I think we did do right, Jack, was inviting Shay, the anime reviewer (laughs) girl on anime podcasts of some sort. Shay, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. You're Uh, very, very uh, welcome. (laughs) Anytime. I would love to come back. T- tell the well, A-Posse, the all of our listeners, t- t- tell us where we can find all of your stuff. You can find all of my my stuff. My videos are on YouTube.com slash C for channel slash anime review, anime review girl. Um, and then my 
anime blog is animereviewergirl.com and my videos are posted on there as well. Um, that's where you can definitely find me. And I'm also on Twitter under anime review girl or anime reviewer girl. Um, I always get all of the names mixed up. So you can see, find me on there as well as on Instagram under anime reviewer girl as well. And I highly recommend you guys Instagram. all follow and check Shay out. Absolutely. Great, great YouTuber. It's a treat. Uh, Thank you Jack. so much. Or, uh, quite a treat. <laughs> Thank you. Jack, we, we did it. We did another APOS. We did. And I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning in. Uh, as always, patreon.com slash Delta Juliet Mike. If you feel so inclined, you can subscribe to the anime podcast of some sort in iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be aggregated. If you can't find it by name, anime podcast of some sort, find it by my name, David Majors, or head on over to the mothership, Delta Juliet Mike.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk about the cartoons next time. Okay.